Let me put you on game Don't listen to people who lose or you'll do the same Stop talking to people who don't give a f what you say Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane Stop pointing the finger Welcome back to another episode of The Pursuit of Wealth Today we've got our very own Nick Jakuchan with us um, I know Nick, I know his story, it's super, super cool So I wanted to share it with you guys So, let's get into it Nick awesome. Kind of take us back to where it all started Where are you from and how did you get to where we're at today? For sure, so I moved here from Bangkok, Thailand when I was 15 so that's about 18 years ago. Okay. Um, when I first moved here, I didn't know a word of English, like not nothing. So did your did your whole family move here? Um, my uncle and um, his family moved here first. Okay. He was here for over 20 something years, and um, we moved here after. But only me and my brother. My parents stayed back in Thailand. So. Oh, wow. So it was a little hard. So you were 15. I was 15. And br- brother's older or younger? Uh, he was, he's younger. He's four years younger. So he's like 11. Okay. So you're a 15-year-old with an 11-year-old brother, and your parents just send you to a whole different country. Yeah. So pretty <laughs> much, um, they, we start to having a lot more like gangs and like crimes and stuff in, in Thailand. So they don't want us to um, stay there. Wow. And they're just like, let's go have a better life. So they sent send us over here. Got it. And they and that, like they've been able to see that your uncle was here and he was, you know, maybe like having a better life than what you guys were having in, in yeah. Thailand. And so is that why they kind of sent Yeah, they want us to have this American dream yeah. um that everyone wants to have. Yeah. So that's crazy. So what how so did you guys just when you're 15, have you gone back or did um, you guys just stay here for good? We stay here up until probably four years ago and then we decided to go back. Wow. Yeah. We didn't want to look back because if I go back, I just change going to be hard, you know? Yeah. So I just keep looking forward. And then four years ago, actually my dad passed away. Um, so we decided to go back and go to his service and stuff. Got it. So yeah. 14 years, basically, you hadn't, you left in 14 years, you had never been back. Never looked back. And wow. Just, yeah. Did, did your parents, would they come out and visit or yeah. how did that kind of work? Yeah, they, they come um, every six months. They just come and visit usually during the summer and they just stay up until before the winter gets here and then yeah. they just take off because they don't like the cold. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude. How scary. Like I can imagine being 15 years old um, and, you know, being 15 years old and going somewhere on my own, but then also to have like a younger brother that you kind of feel yeah. probably responsible for, for sure, um, to take care of and like help succeed and to be in another country. So like, how was that transition? Really hard. The first year, it's just like I said, we, we didn't know a word of English and we didn't know anyone beside my uncle and his, his family. Yeah. And every day when we go to school we just keep to ourselves yeah, you know, and try our best. Like I actually walked around with a dictionary in my hand because I didn't like. I'm like, hey, hold on, what what did you say? So I can look up the word. How do you spell that? Like yeah. you know, so I can actually um, be able to communicate with people. Wow. Yeah, it was hard. Dude, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to communicate when you're in high school anyway. Yeah, you know, because sure. you're shy and you're nervous. But imagine like not knowing what people are saying. How long did it take you to to kind of get? The language down? Um, I would say honestly a year and a half or two years. And then I was able to actually communicate with people like fluently. Yeah. 
Um, so that put, so I moved here and then I just went straight to sophomore. Okay. So pretty much my senior year, that's when I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so my last year of high school. So. Yeah. So tell end, you kind of started to enjoy it. How was the schooling like, uh, compared to Thailand, like coming here? I honestly think that Thailand have better education system, education yeah. system. Yeah. It's harder there. Okay. Like especially math and stuff like that. But here, I would say probably just a language barrier. Other than that, I, I would say it would be easy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, you know, especially here in Idaho, it's like we don't have the best schooling system. So maybe like different parts of the U.S. But um, so, but that's like, I can imagine trying to learn for the first two years in high school, new subjects and not know English or the language. So like how long would it, would it just take you longer to do your homework? Like how was that battle? It, yeah, I mean it take long because How would you translate it would you just like, dictionary just keep typing everything in i'm just like man that doesn't make sense in my head like you know so it, it's hard um but we made it through um yeah that's crazy so so in high school did you play any sports yeah um so i i like to play soccer okay um so i i play some soccer i didn't get a chance to play for varsity in high school because my uncle we own a family business okay um so he want us to um work after school and stuff Got it. so what he did is he put me through um spring sport so like extreme like the, the clubs that we yeah. have here extreme and ballistics and stuff like yeah. that yep. so i get to play in those more than high school season got it because those yeah. those were like as far as like the schedule yeah it just stuff doesn't work better. out yeah got it so how how old were you when you started working in the restaurant as soon as I get here. Really? Yeah. So 15 years 15, old? 15, yeah. What about your brother? My brother, I mean, don't say anything, but he <laughs> actually worked too. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was that, 11, 12, and he's just helping out in the back, just like putting the dishes away and stuff yeah. like that. And that's like, I mean, it's it's a cultural thing. Yeah. I think obviously like um, people from different cultures, like that's just part of what you do. You've yeah. grown up and you start working right away into the family business. Yeah. Luckily for you guys, like I know some that, they don't even have the chance to go to school. Um, like it's like you're, you know, nine or 10 years old, you're just coming to work. You're done with school. So, I mean, at least you guys were able to still attend school and, and work on the side. What do you, how do you feel like that? Was that beneficial for your future? Or what do you think? Honestly, it, it taught me a lot, taught me a lot of characters, taught me how to get through like tough times and be ready f to go out there in the real world. Right. Yeah. But Actually, I never thought I would be here today. Yeah. I always thought that my life was going to be involved in food industry. Yeah. In restaurant. And and I think that's how, like, my my family believes and yeah. kind of program themselves, like, that's all you can do. Yeah. That this is going to be the best job you can have. Yeah. So. Because for them, it's probably, that's all they knew. Yeah. Right? And, and you can be successful in that. And probably like seeing that, like they know, like that's that's the only road we know yeah. to success. Um, so, what, like, what caused you to veer away from that? Um, honestly, just working from when I started, like when I'm I'm 15, I was working up until I was 21, just every day at the restaurant, 24 seven. Yeah, and every day just the same, like going like after school and just go to work. And then go home. And then after I graduated from high school, it just full time, like in the kitchen, right? I'm just like, is this it? Like, is this all I can do in my life? I just keep thinking that. And then when I try to talk to my family about it, it's like, yeah, that's it. That's 
that's that nothing like, else. Like, what else do you want? Like, you have money, you have home, you have cars to drive. Aren't you happy? I'm like, no, I'm not. I feel like my life is just driving from home to work, from work to home. Yep. Never get a chance to go hang out with my friends. And every time I have my, I'm just blowing off my friends. Just like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go. Yeah. And I feel like all my friendship in high school just disappear because it's, it's all about relationship building yeah. and we don't have I didn't have that yeah because I always work yeah so and I think that's why I decided to like you know what I'm gonna st- stand up for myself and step out and do my own thing yeah they were not happy about it they were like you're not gonna make it um, you're gonna crawl back and ask for your job back and I was like I got scared. I was like, man, maybe they're right. So I yeah. stuck it out for another couple of years. I was like, you know what? So what, when your initial, when you, when you said that the first time, what, how old were you? 21. 21. So yeah. when you're 21, you kind of, so you'd been graduated for a few years. You'd been working yeah. in the restaurant still in the kitchen, right? You're in just, the, yeah, the kitchen. kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're finally like, you know, I've had enough. I want more life. You, 21 years old. You tell them. And then they're like, and they were just like, you dumb. Like, don't do it. Yeah. And they just, they're good at it. Like they're For good. Sure. They're good at talking. Like I, I guess in their perspective, that's what they believe. That's what they believe. It's truly what so. they believe. And that's where I think a lot. Like you talk to any anybody that kind of from different countries, you know, Middle Eastern or Asian or anything like that. Um, there is a lot of pressure from family members, like from other other cultural things. It's like you better be a doctor and you better yeah. go to school because that's the only way to succeed. Yeah, uh, you know. But there's so many different ways to succeed. But for them, they don't know because. You know, a lot of them came from a different country where they didn't have even the opportunity to go to school and do the things they're doing or opportunity to open the restaurant like they do here. Um, So they feel like that's the road to succeed. So, and for you, you trust your family members. So when you come to them and say like, I want to do something different, like don't do it, like you're going to fail. That's hard. Yeah. So how long did you stick, stick in it? I would say up until 24. Okay. So another three years. Three to four years, I would say. Okay. Um, I got married, um, and my wife and I—I I mean, it's just two of us, so it's okay, right? Making money, saving monies, but that's it. Our, our life during that early twenties were just me working. Yeah. And my wife, to one point, she was just like, "This is not working." Just that word. That word changed everything. Like she's like, "This is not working." I don't think. I can go through with this. Yeah. And just because you're working too much? Just because I work too much. And she yeah. was like, how am I going to have a family with you? Yeah. And you're always going to be at the restaurant. I don't want to take our kid, like go spend time at the restaurant while you working. Yeah. And that's all they're going to see you do. And when are we going to go have family times and stuff like that? Yeah. So I'm like, she's right. And that just you know, clicks for me. I'm like, you know what? I have a family now and I want to do something different. So I, I decided to like, you know what? I don't want to ruin the marriage. I want to build this for my, my family, build stuff that I believe. Yeah. So I decided to tell my uncle and he was not happy. Yeah. It's gotta be hard. Yeah. And he was like, if you leave, you can't come back. I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. Like I put my foot down and I just like, yep, I'm I'm wow. leaving. And it was a tough couple of years because our relationship just it was broken. Yeah. 
and we didn't talk, we didn't do anything. And I, I didn't look back either. Like I still respect my my uncle yeah. and everyone in my family. Like we respect like our elders yeah. in, in in our cultures, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So I, I was trying to do everything I can to fix it, but I, I couldn't do anything. They didn't. They thought that I ruined everything. I, yeah. I ruined the family business. Yeah. So, but anyways, I step out, and my first job was um, I was working at Verizon. Okay. So you're 24. I was about 24, time? 25. Okay. I, yeah, if I remember correctly. Okay. But Starting at at Verizon just as a sell like yeah, kind of sales guy. Yeah, I was a sales guy. You know, I, I was still nervous because I always spend all my time in in the back of the kitchen in the yeah. kitchen in the restaurant. And never communicate with people, so I'm like, how am I gonna? How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna sell a phone? Like, I don't even know how to talk to people. Yeah. So, um, you know, my my ex um, managers, um, you know, he was like, it's okay, man. Everyone got to start somewhere. Yeah. So he gave me all the basics and stuff, and you know, I just put my my head down, just learning, training, and yeah. just keep doing that. So I was working at Verizon for a couple of years. Work my how way. How was your up. first year? Like, I think I up? killed it. Okay, what'd you do, what'd you end up doing? Honestly, to me, I made sixty something thousand dollars, wow. and I was like, "Man, that's good." First year in sales, yeah. So I'm like, the what, am I, "What have I been missing?" Yeah, life was good. You know, wife's happy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that's awesome. So, how long were you with Verizon, and where'd you end up there? I I would say I was there for about three to four years. Okay. Um, I worked my way from being a sales consultant to assistant manager, store manager. Wow. And then, yeah, it just, just keep getting better. And I was like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. But um, things change. You know, every place that I, I, I worked at taught me a lot of things. But Verizon, the reason I left is I, I just found a better opportunity. Yeah. My brother left the restaurant business as well, but he started to get Did in. he stay there a few years after you yep, left? Yep, he did, and he hated me for it. He was like, <laughs> you left everything to me. Yeah. But he was like, I want to leave too. So he left a little bit after, like a couple years after. Okay. But he jumped into um, car business. Got it. And he was working at Teton, Toyota, Teton, Volkswagen. He was doing good, and I was selling phones, so we all in sales. Yeah. And he was like, dude stop selling small things come sell bigger things so i was like what do you mean so you can make this much he just planned it out for me and i was like dude that's awesome yeah so i told verizon i was like i'm leaving (laughs) so um so you were there for three years three four years three four years at verizon okay yeah three and a half i would say okay and then you then you get into car sales car sales man okay different game yeah um, changed my life too. <laughs> so, um, these are all been stepping stones though. Yeah, like, I think so. To get, to get you where you're at. You yeah. Know? So how was, how was the car industry? What'd you learn there? Um, I learned that it's a cutthroat business. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I learned to actually listen. Yeah. I learned to listen to people. Um, you know, people come in with problems and, what I learned there is it, as long as you listen, you can solve their problems. Yeah. As, lo- as long as you solve their problems, they're going to become yeah. your friends. And then they're going to trust you. Yeah. And once they trust you, you can do everything. Like, yeah. You can tell gonna, them whatever. And then they're just like, you know what? Yeah, he's right. I'll buy that car. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, in, in, in not in a malicious way. But yeah, it's for like, sure. No. But it's like if so many salespeople forget that people come in and they want to be heard. First off, they're coming in, whether it's they're buying a car, they're buying a phone. Uh, typically, there's something, there's a reason why. So it's like, listen, if 
find out that reason and then you can help best advise them on the best situation for them. It's like, I, I don't know whether to advise you on this car, this car, because I don't know why you're purchasing. But if they're like, oh, we're expanding the family. Well, then this one's probably not going to be big enough. You should do this. Or, and, you, and you get to know them more and they like road trips. Oh, maybe you want something that's got better mileage. Like, it's so important to listen when you're in any sales industry, I think, um, because that's what's going to help you really truly help the client the, the most. Um, and you're right. Like, once, once they can kind of trust you, you can best advise them and they're actually going to receive that information. Rather than having their guard up and being like, yeah. you're just trying to sell me that. It's like, no, like I've actually listened to what you want and what you need. I truly think that this is the best fit for you. Because in sales, I don't look at it as sales like I need to convince you to do something. I look at it as I need to find the best solution for you. And you'll decide if you want to do it. So it's like if you switch it to I need to listen and find the solution versus I need to convince you to buy this truck. It's like, no, you, you, they'll convince themselves if you can find the right solution. So that's like. I think that's a huge thing that you probably learned early on in the car industry. Yeah, for sure. But I also learned that we have to close a deal that day. Yeah, <laughs> car industry is brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's not like real estate where, yeah. you know, it's a process. But it's hard to build relationship in short amount of time. A hundred percent. To me. And um, you can listen all you want, trying to build relationship all you want. Re- relationship doesn't build within 30 seconds. Yeah. A yeah. minute or two. Like, it's take longer than that, right? For sure. So... It's very cutthroat, man. Like, but I feel like I actually hold a store record. Wow. I sold twenty five car in one month, and wow. nobody has breaking it yet. That's what from my what my brother told me. Nobody has breaking it, so that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. So, how long were you at the in car sales? Um, I would say about two and a half years. Okay. Um, first year, what'd you do? First year, I broke um a hundred. Wow. Yeah. Where did you end up at Verizon? So when you left Verizon, where were you at? <laughs> Honestly. I was making more as a sales consultant because I don't have to worry about managing other people. Yeah. I just worry about myself. Yeah. And when I became a store manager, I would say I, I maintained the same, almost the same amount as income. Got it. Because now it's not just me. It's yeah. team members. Yep. Um, you know, got to coach them, got to make sure they hit their um, quotas and stuff like that. Yep. So I, I would say if I could go back at Verizon, I would probably – just stay as a sales consultant. Yep. Sometimes climbing up the ladders, not everything. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, 100%. so no, I, I, that's that's true because I think there's a lot of people that have this misconception that they're like, I need to. They don't want to be a player B in something. They want to be a player A. Like they want, I need to go start this company or I need to do this and this. It's like, well, if sometimes you don't realize that the person running it isn't doing maybe as good as you are as in a B position. Or they're dealing with so much more stress and yeah. things that they have to deal with. Where it's like, if I'm making a little bit less, I'm still making good money. Like, I'd rather be in that B position. Yeah. Some people don't realize that, though. I, I wouldn't like, I would say that not everyone made out to be a leader. Yeah. Um, am I good at it? I don't know, probably, but I don't want to worry about other. I think I care too much. Yeah. And when I put other feelings and stuff like that in into my own, I'm just like, man, I feel bad. Yeah. I'll just give you this. <laughs> yes. So I feel like leadership sometimes has to be a little, like you have to be cutthroat and just don't worry too much. But I'm like, maybe I'm not made to be a leader. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a different kind of leader, you know? But, yeah. So, yeah. So going in the car industry, you, what did you end up? You were there for three years. Two and a half. Two and a half, and a half yeah, years. Two and a half. Um, first year you, you, 
broke six, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Second year, is that where you set your record? Um, second year, I think I would say I maintain it too. I think okay. I got comfortable. Yeah. I was like, I'm the best salesman here. And I, I, I would say I stopped learning. I stopped growing as a person because I got cocky. I got com- too comfortable. Yeah. Um, and the environment in car business is just so toxic. Yeah. Like everyone doesn't care about other, like they care to make sales, right? Yeah. They pretend to listen to clients. Yeah. And, but come down to it. Everyone just worry about their paychecks. And it's just like that. Those two years, like I wish I could stay longer, but yeah. go to work. I'm not excited to go to work. I'm yeah. just like, man, it's going to be another drama day. Yeah. What else going to happen today? What is Bob going to to cause a scene like today, like, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just not fun. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I want to go to work and enjoy the workplace. Yeah. Um, that's probably my main, main thing at a workplace. And then other than that, once I enjoy working at that place, um, result going to come. Yeah. Because I'm looking forward to going. For sure. So what, what, uh, what spiked your interest in real estate from the car industry? Honestly, it was actually my um, rental properties. Okay. Um, we had our first home that we bought back in 2016. Uh, my wife and I, fast forward to t- 2021, we decided to look into the home value. And I was, I'm, I'm still at car car business, Teton Volkswagen. Yeah. Um, and we saw that the, the value of the home like pretty much double. And I was like, babe, should we sell it? But then I started listening to... Um, Robert, the rich dad, poor dad Robert guy. Kiyosaki, yeah. Um, he said, make the money work for you. Yep. Something like that. I'm actually starting to read his books now. Good. Chapter two. <laughs> just started. <laughs> just yeah. started. Yeah. Um, but, good, you know, um, just he was on YouTube. So anyway, he was like, maybe I, we should start getting into um, re- like investment properties yeah. or something, something like that. And then she just, so, my wife's is so scared. She was like, how can we make that work? Are we going to be able to afford it? Yeah. And I like, hey, look at this video. It's pretty much we don't have to worry about. Like as long if, as long as we can find attendance and stuff like that. Yeah. We good. Yeah. And what I, what I love about what you just said though is like you didn't really know, but you're just like, look at this video. Like this guy did it. Like it just shows how education is so available to anybody that's wanting yeah. to learn something. It's like go to YouTube, like search how to how to buy my first rental property. How do you find a tenant? It's like, there's so much information that's easily available to us where beforehand, it's like before you couldn't have seen that video, yeah. you would have had to read the book, which you might not have read the book and you might've just sold and you wouldn't have that property. Yeah. But it's like the day and age that we're in now, it's information is so readily available if you want to go learn. Yeah. But props to you too, for just saying like, he's doing it in the video. Like, I think we can yeah. do this. So and, we decided to talk to the lender. Yeah. And see if we can make something like that work. And he was like, you know what? Yes, you can. You can e- even refinance and take some cash out. Because we actually had a 15 years mortgage. Oh, wow. And the lender actually educated us, like, why would you keep the 15-year mortgage when yeah. you're going to turn this into an investment property and just change it to 30 years? People are going to pay your mortgage off anyways. Yeah. As long as you, you have incomes coming in, that property is taken care of. Yeah. So we were like, Really? Like it still doesn't click, right? Because we never done it. Yeah. So we took the leap of faith and let's let's refinance, and we did 
refinance for 30 years and then take some cash out. And yeah, we went and we found this home that my wife been in love with since she was little. Yeah. So we put in an offer. We got it. I'm like, whoa, we just became an investor. <laughs> like we just became, we just got an investment properties. Yeah. We just. Essentially, you we got a new up. house. We so step you, up. Like we yeah. level up and like that's how we fell. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's just got me thinking like, whoa, that's more than car business. <laughs> what, yeah. are, what are we missing here? Right. Yeah. Because you were able to cash out probably a decent chunk of money. Yeah. Still had the mortgage. Did, had you already found a tenant for your house yet? Yeah. Or? So we um we got in touch with, we didn't want to do it. Our, we don't want to manage the property ourselves. For sure. So we did a lot of research about property managers and stuff like that. We didn't go with any of the big companies in town. Yeah. We actually found um, this guy. His name is Nathan. I think he's he just started his um, property management business. Yeah. And he only does it by referral. Got it. What that tell me is he actually, you know, um, doesn't take any tenant. Yeah. He only take tenant like he, he doesn't take any any, any property cl- owners any any property owner. Sorry. Yeah. He actually only do work with referrals, and that that say a lot because you you either have to you know trust that person, and the person that referred to that to Nathan Nathan has Nathan got to have a relationship with them. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to talk to this guy. Yeah. And dude, we clicked. And awesome. um, we actually found a tenant within the first week. Wow. Yeah. So what was your, uh, if you don't, if you don't mind sharing, you know, how was that property with the mortgage and bringing in the tenant? Were you guys cash flowing on yeah. it? I, I would say we cash flow like almost the same amount as our mortgage. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So a lot of people like, especially on their first rental property, they're looking at, you know, uh, maybe making a few hundred bucks a yeah. month on top of the mortgage. Yeah. Um, but you guys are making. So we like 50-50. So mortgage and then like pretty much double our. So whatever your mortgage is, you're making that in addition yeah. on cash flow, which is yeah. unheard of. You know, a lot, sure. of, a lot of big investors. Like, I don't think you understand how big of a home run that property was for yeah. you guys. Um, and hopefully like it continues to just be a really good property. But that's what opened your guys' eyes to like real estate, real estate. Like, okay, wait, we're cash flowing X amount of money on this thing, which like is a mortgage payment and we're not doing anything like this is a kind of a cool industry. So, and then did you start looking into real estate sales at that point? Yeah. um, I talked to a few people, you know, interview with a few of teams in town, brokerages and stuff like that. Yeah. And until I I found you, like we, we had our meeting, we went to the coffee shop and then we talked and I just feel like the cultures that you have here yeah, fit what, like what I've been looking for all my career. Yeah. The family oriented, you know, you guys younger, hung, hungrier. Yeah. And I don't know, it just fit everything. So sweet. So how's your, how's your, how's your first, your, you've been licensed now for eight, eight almost months. eight months. Yeah, yeah. Eight months. Um, how's that journey been in real estate? How was how was the first transition coming right into real estate from car sales? I, I would say first couple months, um, as soon as I jumped in, the market crashed. Yeah, and I was like, "What did I just do? Like, hey, do you guys do hiring? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, I would love to go back and sell his car. Yeah, no, it was scary. It was it was a scary change, um, and, scary and, jump. In the reference, not like crash. Yeah, yeah, but but from the last two years that we had seen, like what you had probably seen in the real estate market. And why you're getting into it, you're like, 
things are changing. Yeah. Houses aren't selling in two hours and buyers aren't buying as much because yeah. rates started going up. I would say slow down. Slow down. Not it, crash. It didn't yeah. crash, but definitely yeah. slow down. But it scared me, right? As a new agent, like coming on, I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Um, but actually I loved it because I didn't know any better. Yeah. What I have to do is I just have to get in, start working, start grinding, start calling people, start reaching out to my fears and all my friends, family. Yep. And that's all I know. Yeah. I don't know how it was two years ago. I heard of two years ago how it was. Yeah. But I never experienced it myself. Honestly, kind of a privilege. Yeah. Because yeah, so. there is an agent, you know, maybe that got licensed a year before you. And they had a year, their first year in real estate was this crazy, you know, time that was unheard of. And now they're coming into this and they're like, what's going on? Like, this isn't the real estate I know. It's like, well, that wasn't normal. Yeah. You kind of came in at just the right time where you weren't spoiled. Um, and you're going to learn a lot of the, the right principles that are going to have to be carried on throughout the next few years yeah. to make you successful. Which, So I think it was perfect timing, even though you think I, maybe it was Yeah, I think scary. so. I think so, too. Honestly, just to look back. But it was scary. But yeah. again, you got to take risks to get the reward, right? 100%. So my first seven months, I did 15 deals. I closed 15 deals. It's crazy. Could have been more. A few of them got canceled. Yeah. So could have hit 20. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, which is awesome. The fact that the market was slowing down yeah. being a new agent, like props to you. Cause there's a lot of agents that don't hit that in their first year. Um, don't even hit that in their second year, you know, in real estate, you know, the average agent, I think only sells six or seven houses a year. So to come in first year, not really knowing anything about real estate and to do 15 transactions, that's yeah. huge. So you need to pat yourself on the back for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, I, I, I learned a lot in the, in the first seven months. I learned to listen more. Yep. I learned to adapt because all the sales job that I, I've been with, you want to close that day. Yep. And it's hard, man. Like, because I'm so used to that. I yeah. built for that. Yeah. So I got to keep telling myself, Nick, it's okay. Like they're going to go home, think about it. Maybe you didn't show them the right house. Yeah. Maybe you didn't listen to them good enough yeah what is the real like what is their like problem what is the actual problem that they have yeah. have you got into that yet yeah so like it's actually making me grow as a person as in my career as well not just a person but yeah like now i lis actually listen to my wife better <laughs> yeah. you know like personal life everything's yeah. just dude everything's just better with real estate yeah like, well that's good dude i'm because because there's a lot of things that do carry over it's like the important skills of being able to listen to find out why somebody's actually, why they're not purchasing the home or why they, uh, you know, why are they actually looking to purchase a new home? Um, it carries over into your relationship. Like, why mad at you? Like, well, let's dig into why, why yeah, what is why the real you, reason? What did I do? <laughs> yeah. What is the real reason? Like ask questions and listen. Um, a lot of like people don't understand, like as humans, we just want to be heard. Like yeah. we just want somebody to, to listen to what we what we need or what yeah. we want. It's like, if you can do that, like you'll, you, whether you're in sales, your relationship, whatever, it's like, if you can just learn to listen better, you're going to, you're going to, your life will change. Yeah. So that's cool that that was, that was a principle that you've already learned. Yeah. What's, what's, what do you think you can attribute your success as a new agent? Like what was the main thing you think that caused you to be successful getting into the business? Honestly, like I told you before, I care about other. Yeah. I feel like that play a play the biggest role for me in real estate because I care and I want my clients to be taken care of. Yeah. 
And as long as you take a good care of your clients, they can they can they can see that they can feel that, yep. and going along with that relationship building. Like I I wouldn't say I know a lot of people in town, but I do know some. You know a lot of people in town. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh yeah, oh Nick, yeah I know, oh Nick, yeah we know Nick. Right? But what I learned though, I used to get mad at my friends for for listing with someone else. Yeah, I look back and I was like. Nick, when was the last time you reach out to them? Yep. When was the last time you actually have a conversation and have keep that relationship? Like, yeah, you know of that you you call that person friends, but do they call you friends? Yep. Do you do you build that strong relationship already? You're just someone that they know. Yeah, hundred percent. So now my goal this year is all my friends on Facebook, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I'm going to make an effort to like, hey, how's it going? To actually become friends. Like comment on their posts yeah. and actually connecting, like trying to reconnecting our friendships yeah. or build that relationship further. So that's, that's my goal um, to to do that. And I think... That's I, huge. If you're a real estate agent, like what he just said is so important. There's, I, I know, I mean, every, every real estate agent gets upset when they see somebody else at list. But it, my my question is, and, and I, I question... The fact that you can question yourself first shows, you know, how much you've grown as a, you know, in is your own with your own character. It's like a lot of people just blame, like oh, they didn't list with me. Why? It's like take take extreme ownership. They didn't list with you because what did you not do? Yeah. So it's like when's the last time I reached out to them? Well, I had, you know, props to that agent because they obviously were in contact more with that yep. client, um, and they built a better relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. So it taught me to, I guess be better at, I guess, reaching out or do better in my business because you, everyone can want all this stuff like lined up for them. But what have you done? Like what work have you done to deserve that, to deserve that? Yeah. So, um, I would say I'm really getting into like social media contents and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I'm loving it. Like, Don't get me wrong. I love getting attention, but you know, um, um, I, I just love being myself on camera. Yeah. Like, um, this guy, um, Scarface, Edgar Cortez. Yeah. Follow I, him. Follow I've him. I've heard of him. I don't, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, he gave me some good advice. He just like, dude, just be yourself. Just, yeah. you know, whoever you are right now, translate that to the, to the people that are watching you on yeah. social media. And to me, I, I'm, Think I thought of myself as funny guy. Yeah, but at the same time, I want people to like me, right? Like that's that's the whole purpose of making the content. So. Well, I think people are gonna like you for who you are. Yeah. So it's like the most important thing, like Edgar says, is like show who you actually are because you're not gonna appeal to everybody, and that's okay. It's like you don't want to just try to catch everybody. You want to catch the people that are gonna most relate with you because yeah. those are the people that you're actually gonna enjoy working with. So it's like if you are yourself and just know that like. I'm not going to, maybe I don't appeal to the 90 year old grandma yeah. over there because that's not who I am. We, we can't really connect. Yeah. But that's okay because there's a lot of other people that we can connect with and we're going to connect better with because we're being ourselves. Yeah. So I think so many people get caught up in the fact of like, they want to please everybody. Yeah. They want to make sure they're, they're really safe. Like, ah, oh, I shouldn't wear my hat backwards and we shouldn't wear Nikes or, you know, Chucks or something. Um, we got to wear, you know, dress your clothes. It's like, I, I've, Ever since I started my real estate journey, it's like when I first started, I did, I wore the the dressy clothes and I quickly realized like, 
I'm not being myself. I'm not being authentic. People are going to hire me because of who I am, not because of what I'm wearing. They're going to hire me because of the knowledge I have about real estate and how I can sell their home or how I can find the home that they want to purchase, not because I have my hat forward or backwards. Like, I'm just going to be myself. And if they don't want to work with me, that's fine. Yeah. Like there's plenty of other people I think that will want to work with me because I'm being authentic. Yeah. So I like what you just said, because if you look back, real estate agent, realtor in my book back in the day, I'm like, they have to dress professionally, like suit and tie, you yep. know, dress shoe, dress pants. And that's not who I am either. So, yeah. and when, when I come along to this team, I'm like, dude, you let me be who I am. You believe in who I am and you push me, right? So it's just win and win for, for everyone. Yeah. No, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what you do this year because just in the last eight months, what you've been able to do, it's like there's no reason we don't double that or more this next year that you're, yeah. that you're coming up. And I think what you're doing with content, obviously, like people are seeing that and that's super huge. You've gotten a lot of compliments on that. Um, so I'm excited to see what you do this year. Thank you. What's What's been the like, whether it's with real estate or, or your life, what are like three things, tips, advice that you could give the audience um, that you've learned? Most important thing that I learned, if you want to do something, don't be afraid to jump. Because if I was afraid to jump, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, I, I had a dream and I want to follow it and here I am. And sometimes dream change, you know, goal change, plan change. You just have to work around that plan, but just do it. So 100%. That's, that's a good one. That's the most important, th- most important one that I learned. Um, secondly. And you learned that one, I just want to point out. Like you learned that one from a very young age. Yeah. It's like you kind of, you jumped into something to chase yeah. a dream. And like to see your progress, I think your story is incredible. Like, thank you. You know, I think, I hope, hopefully people can grab, you know, some bits and pieces out of this because it's like what you've gone through and now where you're at, like a lot of people wouldn't, they wouldn't leave the family restaurant. They wouldn't leave a country to go to a different country. Like you're really trying to, you know, hit the highest mark you can and do what's best for your family. And you've taken a lot of risk, which I think is cool. And it's paid off. Yeah. I, you know, I'm still learning every day, but I think I'm on the right track. So, yeah. Okay. Two other pieces. The other one, I would say I heard this from, one of the colleagues in the brokerage, um, I, I believe it's either Tim Maisie or Brad McCollum, is saying that do not compare your first chapter to someone else, you know, chapter 10. Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. Um, but when you do it, just don't compare. You're going to get to that chapter eventually. Yep. So, yeah. Just focus on making your story better yep. as you go. Yep. It's like we can't compare it. Don't compare yourself to somebody that's been in the industry yep. for 25 years exactly say they're on chapter 25 you're on chapter one yeah but what can you do today to make your chapter 25 look better yeah. when you get there? you should be proud of yourself for starting that chapter 100 percent. just keep going i love that um, and then last but not least discipline you know being in this um business it takes a lot of discipline and consistency yep. um if you don't have that you just gotta make one <laughs> um because you're gonna get caught off with other people like want to to hang out with you, reach out to you like, hey, let's go to lunch. It's nice to get free lunch every now and then. Don't get me every wrong. Every now and then, yeah. Right? Um, but sometimes you get caught off guard and just you forget what why you doing this in the first place. 100%. Um, just have your priorities lined up and just be consistent and be disciplined with yourself. 
love it. That's, you know, a lot of agents get caught up, especially newer agents in the social aspect of real estate. Um, it's really, you know, you got title companies and lenders and, and all these people that want to take you to lunch and build a relationship with you. When you, when you figure out that like those, what they're doing is they're trying to build a relationship with you because you're setting them business. Yep. Okay. Well, you need to be, you need to be doing what they're doing with your clients. Cause it's like your clients are going to give you business. Yep. So you should be focusing on where your business is coming from. So many agents miss that they're, they're chasing the cheese and forgetting that they need to be the one, you yeah. know, bringing people in. And so, um, the fact that you've already realized that is super important. I have one more actually. Yeah. Go for it. So don't, don't listen to like, listen to people, but you got to know who actually looking out for you. Yeah. Um, I'm doing this content, a lot of negative feedback, like, why are you doing that? You're just wasting your time. You should go prospecting neighborhood. I mean, that's part of real estate, right? You should go yeah. do all this stuff, do all this, do the old school. Like that's, it will work. It, it proven that it's worked, but yeah. this is what I like to do. Yeah. I want to reach out to people through social media. It's a new way. Like, yeah. let me be, please. Like, <laughs> you know, be. like, let me do this and you're going to see that it's going to, it's going to change the industry. Yeah. hundred percent. No. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. And I'm a big believer in, obviously pushing you to do activities that you enjoy because that's what you're going to be able to stay more consistent with. It's like, nothing's going to work if you're not consistent. Circle prospecting isn't going to work if you're not consistent. Calling expires, calling for sell by owners, um, doing open houses. None of that will work unless you're consistent. Content will not work unless you're consistent, but you've already shown that that's something that you're willing to be consistent at. And so it's like, if you're willing to be consistent at that, double down on that. It's like, Kobe Bryant wasn't worried about, you know, how he threw a football. He just focused on shooting the basketball. He focused on one thing yeah. and became so good at what it. What he loved. Yep. That he made a lot of money on it. It's like, yeah. it's like if you can focus, you can make a lot of money doing anything. If you just put the time and the effort into it. So yes, sir. you're going to crush it, Nick. Thank I'm super you. excited. Hopefully you guys found something uh, that you can pull from this. Uh, I think Nick's story is super amazing. So Feel free to reach out to Nick. What's your Instagram handle? It's just my first and last name, Nick Jakushan. Jakushan, like J-A-C-K-U-C-H-A-N, like Jackie Chan with the U. Yeah, not Jackie so. Chan. Jackie, <laughs> Jackie Chan. Chan. <laughs> yep. It's real last name, I promise. <laughs> so cool. Well, that's a wrap. Appreciate you, Nick. Thank you. Don't listen to people who lose, or you'll do the same. Stop talking to people who don't give a f- what you're saying. Stop spending your money on weed, go hop on a plane Stop pointing the finger and start taking some of the blame Let me put you on game Control your emotions, most of the time it's really not worth it Don't be ashamed and beat yourself up for not being perfect